Welcome to the Exam Study Expert Podcast, helping you ace your exams at school and university through the psychology of high performance and the science of studying smarter, not harder. It's my pleasure to introduce your host, the Cambridge-trained memory psychologist and exam success coach, William Wadsworth. Hello and welcome to the Exam Study Experts podcast. With the holiday season coming up for many of us, today's episode is all about working over the holidays, talking about study routines, environment and managing expectations, both your own and those around you. This one is mainly from the perspective of a school or university student who has an actual holiday uh, per se, um, but any professionals preparing for exams who, who listen to the show, uh, if you have time off work over the upcoming season, you may also find you resonate uh, with some of the challenges uh, and solutions we raise today. I'm handing over to Dr. Alex Hibble uh, once again for much of today's episode. She starts by talking about the importance of rest time during the holidays, uh, which I perspective I'd fully endorse, uh, as well as how to build a realistic routine for yourself over the period. I'm going to pop back up partway through with a couple of perspectives of my own. So do listen out for that. But for now, Alex, welcome back to the show. Our first top tip is take a break. School and university terms are intensive. You are filling your brain with lots of new knowledge and lots of new ideas. And that's really exciting, but it can be a bit overwhelming. And I know that for a lot of us, sleep is one of those things that we start to deprioritize a little bit, especially when things are busy. So when it comes to the vacation, really using this time as a chance to recover from term and be refreshed for beginning next term try and make sleep a priority and even more than that set up some good habits as you get closer to returning to school or university thinking about once term starts again I'm back on timetable what time realistically will I be getting up and then working backwards how do I make sure that I'm getting a good eight to nine hours sleep a night for those of us who are getting a good eight to nine hours of sleep a night and still feeling a little tired, I'd like to suggest a recent episode, episode 125, Deep Rest with Camilla Walker, which is a really lovely guided rest that can help us rejuvenate and recover some of our energy. As well as using, you know, take a break to mean sleep, also, take a break from your studies. Allow yourself the time to do things you enjoy with your friends and family and to take some time for yourself, engaging in some self-care. Here in the UK, we're going to be taking some time off for Christmas. So I'm also going to be planning time for holiday celebrations with my family. And I know that a lot of you will be doing the same. And it's really nice to be able to balance out work, school commitments with family, friends and celebration, especially with the days getting shorter over here in the UK. We also think, want to think about when. So when it comes to planning our holiday or vacation, we want to make sure that our aims are realistic. So don't plan for your best self. And by that, I mean, don't plan your timetable based around this idealized view of yourself as a student who can achieve full focus for eight hours a day, every single day. Plan for 
plan for your medium self. So what is realistic for you to get done whilst, as we've already said, you're taking a break and allowing time for socializing with friends and families, but also enabling you to get done the things you want to get done. So plan for a realistic time frame. And you can work backwards from this. Think about how many hours in a day can you work realistically? But also when are these hours going to be convenient? For example, it might be that you know, family and friends are around a lot. So having the, trying to work in the afternoon is just going to be full of distractions. So you might want to think about only working in the mornings. So say from nine till 12. You can also think about your biological prime times. That's the times of the day when you feel most energetic and most alert. For some of us, the morning is our time for optimum creativity. Whereas for some of us, actually it's later in the evening after we've done you know, the other things we want to get done in the day. Maybe after dinner is a really nice time to sit down and get two or three hours of writing in. When you're planning how much work you want to get done over the holiday, don't plan too much. Think about quality work over quantity. William recently recorded an episode about how many hours should you study in a day, which is a question we get asked by students really frequently. And one of the main takeaways that I took from that was that it's not about the number of hours, it's about how much of that time am I going to be productive? How much of that time is quality working time? So really thinking about quality over quantity as the metric. And finally, thinking about comparisons with friends. Now, it's great to talk to friends about how how they're planning on organizing their study time across the holidays, because it can give you some really nice ideas about how to organize your time and where buckets of time might be available. But we really want to be careful in comparing ourselves to our friends. We all have different goals and we all work in slightly different ways. Talked about having energy at different times of day. But also there's going to be a big difference between a friend who's mainly writing essays versus a friend who's doing lots of practice papers and flashcards. One of those is more intensive than the other. So maybe using friends as a source of inspiration, but not as a source of competition. Another thing I want to stress when it comes to planning our vacation time is once you've come up with a a good guideline for best but most realistic self across the vacation, this doesn't mean that it's set in stone. If you find after a couple of weeks that actually you have you're really struggling to fit things in or conversely that actually you have lots of free time and you do have more energy than you thought you would and you'd like to put a bit more in, you can always adjust these plans. So Think about, you know, think about where you are and compared to the target and assess whether your goals are achievable and readjust based on that. So don't think that a timetable is set in stone. Think of it as a nice guideline from which you can build on as you add more data in about how you feel week after week in the vacation time. Well, thanks, Alex. A lot of great advice there about uh the importance of realistic routines, uh, not comparing yourself to friends, and the importance of taking a much-needed break as well as catching up slash getting ahead with your studies. A couple of personal reflections I wanted to add in at this point, uh, which build on uh, a couple of the themes that Alex uh, has been raising. The first reflection is that it can sometimes be hard to get moving at first. So I often found this when I'd go home for the holidays. You'd have that kind of big end of term slash end of semester sigh of relief. You know, you've made it, uh, you, you know, there's kind of end of term social stuff happening. You've 
might travel home. Uh, you maybe sort of crash out on the sofa for a day or two. And then kind of picking yourself back up after that and getting going again is not always easy. My top tip for that uh, and what worked for me personally is to start out with maybe a day or half a day or even a couple of days, depending on how much you need, um, of kind of those lighter, easier admin type tasks. So this might be, you know, filing your notes away properly or, you know, going and getting any books out of the library that you might need for a project, uh, that kind of thing. Stocking up on revision cards at the stationers, you know, what, whatever you need for the holidays, that kind of admin practical stuff, uh, you know, take care of that while you're struggling to get to work mode properly. And then uh, that has the added benefit of, uh, you know, not only easing yourself in gently, uh, but also it means that uh, those kind of less demanding tasks don't have to take up time once you do properly get into your stride later. Of course, it's important not to let these things take over too much. Uh, we can go too far with them and it ends up becoming uh, procrastination and, and unnecessary. Uh, so when it is time to properly knuckle down, I like to use the Pomodoro technique. Even if, you know, in, as in my case, you know, it's not something I normally use day to day. But I often found that if I was sort of trying to get into the groove again, trying to get my momentum going again, I'd often find that doing a morning of Pomodoros, that will be all I needed to kind of get me back into study mode again. And then I wouldn't need the Pomodoros anymore. I'd, I'd kind of already, already regained that momentum. So do check out episode 59 for more on that. Uh, the Forest app is the one I use, uh, but there's lots of good uh, apps and uh, online Pomodoro timers out there. The other perspective I wanted to add in at this point is that there's a real tendency, or at least certainly was for me, and, and I suspect many of you feel the same, uh, to, to be wildly optimistic about what you can actually get done over the holidays. Because time is so limited during the term or semester for so many of us, all those competing priorities, it can feel like a bit of a whirlwind. You know, you end up writing all these little notes to yourself mentally or, or literally, you know, to future you for all these things you'd like to do later on, all the things you'd like to look into, reattempt, reread, read, revisit, catch up on and so on when the holidays come round. And so if you're anything like me, that list of things that you have sort of planned for yourself when the holidays come around, that ends up being way more than you could ever get done, even if you have the holiday two or three or four times over. So sure, the holiday may be a decent chunk of time, but it's important to remember that it's still a finite amount of time. It's not an infinite amount of time, especially once you factor in some time off, as Alex very sensibly suggests. So sitting down and prioritising what's most important to work through this holiday is key to helping you avoid overwhelm and disappointment. For more on this uh, point, if you have my course, The Scholar's Way, do check out the day 13 and day 14 lessons uh, in that course, which go together quite nicely on this point, talking about finding clarity on what's going to be most important for you, uh, and then uh, an exercise to help you prioritise accordingly. So for today's final thought, here's Alex again on some of the challenges that often come up when you're working in the home environment, particularly over the holiday season, uh, and some little tips for you on managing those challenges. When it comes to working throughout the holiday, there are two major challenges. The first is that we're off timetable. We have to decide for ourselves what we want to do and when we want to do it. But the other big challenge is that our environment has completely changed. For a lot of university students, that means moving home during the breaks. But even for students who are still at school, just that act of not going into school but being at home all day still means you know, a large change in the environment. What is difficult, particularly about the home environment over the holidays? 
our families have certain expectations. And these can range from you should be working all of the time to families saying you shouldn't be doing any work. This is a time for a break. And both of those expectations conflict with what we want to do, which is definitely take a break, definitely have some time for recuperation, some time for socializing, doing all the things that we want to be doing. But we also want to get some work done. Having conversations with friends and families about this, that our goal for ourselves is to do some work and to relax. Once we set our own expectations, this can help manage the expectations of the people around us. And these conversations can be hard to have. One way of making these easier is being really explicit. So for those of us who celebrate Christmas saying, well, of course, I'm not going to work on Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and Boxing Day. But for the week before that and the week after that, I'm aiming for about four hours a day. And that really makes things clear to your family and mean that their expectations are in line with your expectations and goals for yourself and can actually end up with them being gently supportive and encouraging you if they see that you're not doing as much work as you've said that you've wanted to. Alongside the difficulties of social expectations, the difficulties of distractions, we also want to think about where you're going to be working. Do you have a quiet place that you can use as a workspace, such as a bedroom, a spare room, a home office? And if not, are there any local libraries, cafes or co-working spaces that you might be able to use? If none of these are going to pan out, perhaps thinking about investing in noise-cancelling headphones. These can be really powerful at shutting out background noise. We can also combine this with that previous idea about talking to family about expectations. If they know that you're planning to work for a few hours a day, it might be an easier conversation to have when you then say, I really need the house to be a little bit quieter sometime. Would it be okay if 10 till 12 were quieter hours? And that way your family know when you're studying They can help you stick to these times, but it can also help them to plan around when you want the house to be quieter. So as much as possible, having these really open conversations with your family can help manage their expectations, but also create a better environment for you to study in. Well, thank you again, Alex, for sharing all your suggestions today. Uh, Lots of great advice here. Uh, And I'd just like to take this opportunity to wish you all uh, a very happy and suitably well-balanced holiday season ahead. There'll be no episode next week, uh, but I will be back in two weeks' time on December the 31st with the effectively the first episode of the 2024 season, uh, which will be a fun little mini episode on a nice little concept, uh, the word of the year concept, uh, which I think you will quite enjoy as a nice way to set you up uh, for 2024. So for now, all that remains is for me to thank you so much for listening today and indeed tuning in uh, across the year. It's been a wonderful year. Thank you so much for tuning in and for your support. Uh, And I'd just like to wish you and yours a very Merry Christmas from all of us here at Exam Study Expert. If you've got exams coming up, you can now get all of William's favourite tips and tricks to save you time and get you higher grades all in one handy cheat sheet. Grab your copy at examstudyexpert.com slash free tips. Thanks again for listening and see you soon.